am Alan Cameron, and I'd like to welcome you to our first Thinking Aloud podcast of the new decade. This is brought to you by BNP Paribas Security Services, and in this edition, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Anne-Marie Verstraten, who's the BNP Paribas Country Head for the UK. Good afternoon, Alan. Welcome to our podcast. Happy to be here. Maybe we could just begin by asking you a little bit about how you became the country head for BNP Paribas in the UK. Well, um, the UK has been my home base for more than 20 years now. Since the 90s, I have worked out of London covering the UK corporate banking market and international markets for Fortis, the Belgian Dutch bank, which um, BNP Paribas acquired at the outset of the financial crisis. And this is how I joined the BNP Paribas Group. As an energy banker at the time, I was pleased to take up the post of country head for Canada for the group in 2010, after which I became head of BNP Paribas in the Netherlands. These experiences as bank CEOs prepared me well for uh, the mandate that the bank uh, proposed to me to return to the UK at the end of 2016 as country head. We're at the start of a new decade, which is always a good time to look ahead. And I know that BNP Paribas has commissioned and published a report into what the UK will look like in the next 20 years and whether it will be a growing market and if so, where that growth will come from. I, mean, I was curious about this because nowadays everything seems to be much more short term. And is it a valid thing to do to look 20 years ahead? Well, you're right that actually one of the reasons to commission this report to look is to look beyond the here and now. Um, BNP Paribas has been present in the UK for over 150 years. Over those years, the group has built a very nice base comprising 10 business lines which are present in London and across the country and span a broad range of activities, the corporate and institutional bank, security services, asset management, real estate, uh, equity, research, leasing, I can go on. Uh, it places us as a bank uh, at the heart of the UK economy. So tasked with the growth mandate, um, it really is a good thing to try and look ahead as we ponder our own strategy for the next years and decades and as we engage with our clients in that context. So this report was based on a survey of other companies and other people. But you're heading up BNP Paribas in the UK, and as you said, we're very central to the UK economy. Could I ask you, what do you personally see and what do you personally feel about what's going to happen in the UK in the next 20 years? So let's start with the short term. Um, the CEBR analysis uh, has assumed an orderly Brexit 
and an adjustment of the UK economy to the new trading order, supply chains. There are, of course, world uh, geopolitical impacts that uh, not only the UK has to deal with. Um, what I see, um, considering all of those points, is that the UK will likely remain a very robust and significant economy. That is important for BNP Paribas. UK features in our uh, international development plans. And with the businesses we have here, we have good indicators of how the developments are unfolding. Uh, typically, when the report mentions that innovation in science, technology, health and social care will be um, at the heart of um, the uh, trends uh, and that the sustainability um, is going to be front and center considering the commitments that the UK government, the previous one, has made to net zero emissions by 2050, then I can um, absolutely uh, understand how those innovations will drive uh, the way in which sectors like, you know, science, admin and support, which the report brings out as the one that will expand most rapidly in terms of gross value add, um, will be benefiting from those uh, innovative changes. So you, you mentioned sustainability, and we hear a great deal about that today, particularly at BNP Paribas, but probably at other banks and other institutions as well. Can you tell me a little bit about what it means to you from a practical point of view? How does it impact your job? How does it impact the decisions that you're having to make? Well, you are right that it is becoming um, an all-pervasive um, way of life. And it's true that BNP Paribas and our group CEO has made some very fundamental choices to be a contributor to making the world uh, a better place to live. So it is uh, quite a few years back already that our group CEO decided that to contribute to a sustainable uh, world, um, there are things the bank would no longer do. Um, gradually exiting the tobacco sector was one of them. Um, the coal sector, our asset management business, has a timeline according to which it will exit um, uh, thermal coal. Um, we have, over the last few years, been a leader in developing sustainable finance. Um, we are partnering in the UK, for example, with housing associations, um, granting 
um, what we call um, sustainability-linked loans, where we actually give a discount, so to speak, on the interest uh, that we charge if the housing association brings back some of its unemployed residents into work and uh, reinvests the interest savings into community projects. So it sounds as if the role of running a bank in the UK is almost changing from being an uh, institution to deploy capital effectively and profitably to something almost more akin to social engineering. I mean, is that something that you think bankers are competent for, that they have a mandate for, that they indeed should do? And who should be telling them what is desirable in this area? Or is it something that they are meant to just somehow find out themselves? Well, I go a step further. Um, I don't think it's a choice. I think it is an obligation. Um, you are right that it's a fast-changing um, uh, situation. And it's true that we need to, what you have just mentioned, we need to do all of that. There is no choice. Um, between, we can't cherry pick. We have to make sure that we continue to offer the solutions that our clients expect, but we have to go beyond that. We now also have to transition to making what were traditional solutions sustainable solutions in the future. Your other question is, are we equipped for that? Well, we are learning. We have to learn a lot. Um, but it is probably the first time in my career that I see that actually internally in the bank, all of our employees want it. So it's not just uh, top-down. Perhaps it started with that when Jean-Laurent Bonafé made some fundamental choices to become a sustainable or to contribute to a sustainable world, now everyone, I think, generally sees that that is the only way we can go. So people not only want it, they actually require it. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, so energy transition, uh, by its very nature, will take a long time. There is a big energy mix which will be in existence for a long time, but we need to start, uh, we need to accelerate the change in the energy mix. And I meet a lot of clients who are indeed uh, looking to us to share our thought leadership, and from there, they can then share with us the solutions they can come up with. So it's um, complex, but it's absolutely fascinating, and it is the only way to go. It sounds like there's a lot to be done in the years ahead. Do you believe that the business models that we have in the UK will be able to deliver as required? You are asking a very broadly based question. So um, 
let me mention a few um, thoughts in that regard. Um, I think the UK is a good base uh, to conduct transformations. Um, there is a deep talent pool, there is a highly appreciated education system, and there is a good ecosystem with a willingness to look forward um, and to try new things. I think that's um, a good environment to indeed evolve, to transform, and um, certainly in the financial sector, we see in London, but also beyond, Manchester leads a lot of innovation. Fintechs have sprung up in the UK um, uh, and continue to, to develop. We as BNP Paribas in our markets area, in our security services area, are working with them. And I think that will be increasingly part of the future model where organizations will insource competencies they may not have themselves. Um, we all know that um, significant investments are required for some of those. So looking for the most competent partner um, and insource their solutions is probably going to be a more cost-effective way. So we've been looking ahead quite extensively in this conversation and I wondered just as we come to the end if you could give me some insight into what you see happening this year. Is it going to be a good year for you? Is it going to be a good year for BMP, is it going to be a good year for the UK? Well, I would say at this early start of the year that the indications are pretty favorable. Uh, we, as BNP Paribas, ended uh, last year in a pretty good place. Um, from the work we have done with all of the businesses, we have ascertained that they are well positioned um, and that they can grow. As I mentioned earlier, with the UK government having committed uh, to net zero emissions uh, by 2050, um, it does mean that we have to accelerate these efforts and we can play a key role in that. Uh, the UK will host um, COP26 in Glasgow in November. This is for us um, uh, a fantastic opportunity to accelerate our efforts with our clients um, to really contribute uh, to the sustainable future and to take the place and assume the responsibility we have as a group to do just that. Thank you for listening to this Thinking Aloud podcast brought to you by BNP Paribas Security Services.